a rare glimpse inside the hermit kingdom on the world. I'm Marco Werman. North Korea keeps Western journalists allowed into the country on a very tight leash. Authorities control everything they see. But we found a reporter currently in Pyongyang, and she says the trip is worth it because you can catch some telling details about daily life there. You see just how antiquated things remain. You know, that you still see oxen plowing fields. You see people with scissors cutting the grass. Also, Rio's image is in tatters just months before the Olympics get underway there. And a judge in Mexico approves the extradition of drug cartel boss El Chapo Guzman. Maybe. Right now it is a race between extradition and escape. That and more coming up today here on The World. Glad you could be with us. We start today with the image problem some countries have. Carefree days of the beach and samba might be shorthand for Brazil, but it hardly captures the reality there at the moment. We'll have more on that in a couple of minutes. As for North Korea, well, where to start? This is a place, after all, that embraced Dennis Rodman in the name of diplomacy. And there are reports that North Koreans go hungry in the countryside while elites in Pyongyang drink French cognac. Comic or tragic, those are some pretty big image problems. And right now, there are about a 100 foreign journalists in North Korea. They were invited to observe the rare gathering of the People's Party Congress. Make that 100 minus 1. My BBC colleague Rupert Wingfield-Hayes is relieved to be out now after being detained and questioned for eight hours by North Korean authorities. A government spokesman there said Wingfield-Hayes spoke ill of the North Korean leadership. We have decided to, to, to expel... A, a Tokyo BBC correspondent to Rupert A. Winfield Hayes from the torture of the DPRK, and we are going to never admit him again into the country for any report. When foreign journalists in Pyongyang heard the news, it sent a chill through the press room at the hotel. We're all very conscious of the fact that um, this is an unpredictable situation and that this is a regime that has a habit of detaining people. Um, having said that, I've I haven't been pulling my punches in terms of what I write and what I tweet. That's Anna Fifield of The Washington Post. She told me that foreign journalists reporting on the big party Congress have been kept on a tight leash. We are completely following the government schedule here. They decide what we do, where we go. We have a state-appointed minder with us at all times to keep an eye on us, take notes on us, to you know stop us from going places or asking too many questions. As my own minder told me this week, I, he said, I don't like working with you. You ask too many questions. So what about the Workers' Party Congress, the reason all of these journalists uh, from out of town went to North Korea? Were you able to actually see any of it? I was able to see the outside of the building, which was as close as we got. 130 journalists had been brought here for the Congress specifically. On the day that it opened, we were taken to the street corner about 500 yards away from the building where the Congress was taking place. And then for the rest of the period that the Congress has been going, four days, you know, we have been doing the rounds of electric cable factories. Today we went to a silk mill. We've been to a farm. We've been everywhere but to the Congress. So it's very frustrating to be here to be covering this once in a generation event in North Korea. And we've been reduced to watching it on the TV screen here as we could have done from anywhere else. But having said that, I do always think that it is worth coming to North Korea, even given all the restrictions, because we do manage to have a glimpse into what is taking place 
in the capital city and only in the capital city, but we can still pick up some clues about what's going on in North Korea. Yeah, so tell me about those glimpses and what clues you're seeing. Like, I mean, considering this is highly scripted political theater, any surprises? No, no surprises yet. I think, I mean, the thing that strikes me most of all, I, ha- I have been coming here for 11 years, is the changes that we've seen in Pyongyang. This city actually looks quite good these days. The quality of living for people who live here, and this is just the elite, this is the top, maybe 5 or 10% of North Korea who get to live here. But their quality of life has improved a lot. We now see kind of fancy restaurants, people with a lot more disposable income here. So if you are one of the lucky, loyal elite who live in Pyongyang, your life has gotten quite a lot better. And what about the last time you went outside Pyongyang? I don't know if you managed to do that on this visit, but what do we see outside the capital that you just would not find inside the city?